That Naturopathic Podcast. TNP. Hello there. Hi, and thanks for joining us. I'm Dr. Michelle Fobega, naturopathic doctor. And I'm Dr. David Miller, ND, and we hear your frustrations. This show is for you. This show is for you if you're feeling like your current healthcare strategy is not getting to the root cause or the underlying reasons for your health. This show is for you if you've been told that you're fine, but you definitely don't feel very well. This show is for you if you're walking out of your doctor's office with one, two, three, four, or even five medications without any mention of diet, lifestyle, or a long-term game plan. This show is for you if you've got several specialists taking care of you, but no one is really putting all the pieces together. This show is for you if you believe that health should be part of healthcare. These problems have solutions. We know it. Our patients know it. And we want you to know it. Naturopathic medicine is the solution that you should know about. Hello, and welcome to another episode of That Naturopathic Podcast. I am Dr. Michelle Pobega, and today I wanted to talk to you about my top five things for cold and flu season, um, because it is officially sweater weather, uh, which means that the temperature is feeling colder, feeling more damp. Some days it starts really cold in the morning, and then it gets hot, and it feels like you never know what you got to wear, so you got to wear layers, and Halloween is coming around the corner, at least at the time of the recording, and that means we're going to consume more sugar and Thanksgiving passed. And then it just feels like it's one celebration after another. And then we wonder why we are vulnerable and we continue to push through this colder season when really we should be slowing down. So uh, I always ensure that I have certain things in the house to support me when it is this season to ensure that I have reduced reduced risk or I have lessened any vulnerabilities I might innately have for catching a cold or getting sick. And it doesn't mean I don't catch colds, uh, but I have these things to mitigate that and then to also help my body recover from a cold. Now, I want to start by saying None of what I'm recommending, or sorry, none of my top five, not that I'm recommending anything, always speak to your doctor, uh, none of my top five are meant to suppress symptoms. None of my top five are meant to reduce your cold symptoms that you can just push on in life. The things that I do encourage my body to detox, encourage my body to exact an immune response, encourage my body to have the tools and building blocks for my body to show up for myself. When you have cold symptoms, we don't want to suppress them. Just taking a Sudafed or a Tylenol cold and flu or sinus or whatever might make your symptoms minimal, but it doesn't actually help you fight off the infection or the virus that started these things. Part of our body's reason for making mucus is to also clear the irritant out of our system. Part of the reason we cough is to clear things out of our chest. Um, so for me, it's about enhancing my nutritional status so that I have the building blocks that I need to support my immune system to help fight off the virus or bacteria, whatever that's taken me down. It is to 
provide herbs and nutrients that maybe have antiviral and antimicrobial properties to assist my body and to support immune function through like macrophages or innate immunity. And it is to nourish my system, improve my internal temperature so that I can create a fever if necessary and pee and detox all the garbage out of my system as I need to, whether that's with sweat and urination or bowel movements or whatever, just to make sure that things are getting eliminated as our body is designed to do. It's about facilitating being sick rather than symptom suppression. Please allow yourself to be sick. Take a sick day, stay home. Don't spread your germs everywhere. (laughs) Number one, it's for the consideration of everybody else around you. But also number two, you shouldn't just be pushing through. Stay home, rest, support your body, nourish your body, allow it to do what it is incredibly and intelligently designed to do. So on to my top five. These are things that I, without question, always have at home for this time of the year. Vitamin D. Do I really have to say what vitamin D is is beneficial for? Uh, I believe that we are relatively well aware about these things, but it is one of those things that um, has been shown that people with lower levels of vitamin D are more likely to get colds. Um, and effective uh, doses can also help with a numerous amount of symptoms, but adequate vitamin D status really seems to be fantastic for our immune system, for infections. Um, You would have to take an obscene amount to overdose. However, um, anything over 2,500 international units is considered a prescription and you might need a prescribed Uh, dosage if you need to take something above and beyond that. So I would stay within that range unless you are told otherwise by uh, your healthcare practitioner. Uh, But this, this is amazing. I take it every day through cold and flu season. I don't take it so much during the summer because I'm outside a lot more. I'm getting more sunshine. I have more skin exposure to the sun because I do I am mindful of getting some sun exposure without sunscreen in the morning when the sun isn't wildly uh, strong. And then I, I, uh, I'm a little bit more liberal with my vitamin D, I would say, um, throughout the cold and flu months, pardon me, I'm going to cough. <coughs> so this is something I always have in my arsenal. So this always stays in my medicine cabinet. So when I need it, it's there. Another one that I love, and I don't take just all day, every day throughout the year, but I will bring in a little bit more readily maybe not every day, but still more regularly is zinc. So zinc is, has been shown to reduce the duration of a cold and cold symptoms, especially if you can start taking it within 24 hours of cold symptoms appearing. Um, It can reduce the severity of cold symptoms as well, um, which is amazing. And there have been numerous studies to show that zinc does have some role to play in viral inhib- viral um in in helping your body defeat vi- various viral species so it's not any one singular virus it's been studied against various viruses including the cold and flu fi- cold viruses um but 
It seems to inhibit viral protease and polymerase enzymatic processes, as well as physical processes such as virus, viral attachment, infection, and uncoating. Um, the detailed mechanisms of how zinc kind of has an antiviral or helps kind of thwart the replication of viruses, I think there's still maybe a little bit on the fence about the exact mechanisms and it's not fully clear, but there has been shown to um, help reduce uh, replication and reduce the severity, duration, and symptomology of viral types infections like the common cold. So zinc is something that I have. I might take it sporadically through this season. And then when I am sick, I am more diligent about taking it on those days. Another thing that I always have in my medicine cabinet is echinacea. Now, when I was working at the big carrot in a health food store, working through cold and flu season was always interesting because people would come in and cough on you and sneeze on you when they were coming to get their own remedies when they were sick. And I started to notice, I was like, I was getting a lot more colds that, those years. So I started taking echinacea. Um, after I believe it was Vogel, the company Vogel came in to talk about echinoforce, um, and discussed how echinacea benefits the immune system, um, how it can increase your macrophages and your macrophages are like basically the parts of the immune system that like gobble up garbage and microbes and stuff like that in your system but how it's also immunomodulating. So it's not just revving the engine in one direction. So if we, when you listen a few episodes back, we talked about andrographis, which is more unilaterally revving the engine for an immune amplification of activity for a very specific period of time. Echinacea appears to have more an immunomodulatory effect where it can just generally support your immune system. And I found that when I started taking it regularly through cold and flu season while working at the supplement store, I found that I was getting colds less frequently and my recovery was a lot more effective from those colds than by being an exposure to a bunch of people coughing and sneezing on you. So I found that echinacea to be helpful. And ever since then, I always keep it in my arsenal through this season. And I do take it regularly throughout the season because I also, as a doctor, need to be able to show up for work. And I'm going to be around a lot of people. Uh, it's not like I'm just sitting at a desk in an office and not engaging with people on a regular basis and different people all the time. So my exposure could be a little bit higher. So I always try to arm my defenses that way. Those are the three supplements that I find are staples in my supplement cupboard for this time of year. Now, the other things that I always love to do is I'm a huge coffee drinker, but when I start feeling a tickle in my throat or I start feeling a little bit off or um, under the weather, or if I have a cold, I do not want coffee. Like my body instantly rejects anything that has like a creamier texture or richness to it. I crave tea and my favorite is ginger tea. I freaking love ginger. Ginger has so many beautiful benefits. It is naturally anti-inflammatory. It has many different types of antioxidants. It can help with digestive function. Um, and it does have some really awesome properties when it comes to supporting the immune system. I personally like it in tea form. Um, and drinking it 
feels like it warms my insides and almost makes me sweat a little bit as well and increases my, my body temperature, which I find I tend to run cold. And part of why we get a fever when we're sick is by regulating our body temperature, we can create a less hospitable environment to viruses and infections. Um, and because I tend to run cold, I really do crave warm, hot drinks during this time to almost like, it almost feels like it helps me regulate, but I find that I will start to sweat and I will start to get warmer when I drink ginger tea. So I just personally like that for myself. Um, but it's one of those remedies that's been used traditionally for a long time for coughs, colds, sore throats. Um, in traditional Chinese medicine, it could be used to try treat mild symptoms of a cold, like runny nose and nasal discharge, headaches, neck and shoulder pains. Um, it's it's awesome and it's easy. And I recently learned about freezing your ginger to make it last longer. Cause then as I would have it and then I would forget about it. And then when I needed it, it was like weird and shriveled up <laughs> not really great anymore. And I learned from both my sister and a friend of mine that they freeze their ginger now. And that has been a game changer. And then I take like a cheese grater and I grate it into my mug and I just pour hot water on it, which means I don't have to steep it as long because it's in such smaller, finer pieces. So it steeps quickly. And then I'll even just chew on it um, once I've had my tea and it's fantastic. And it warms my cold frigid heart to drink ginger tea during this time of the year. But I highly recommend that. And it's just something you can keep in your freezer and always have on hand. Um, I would say an honorable mention alongside this is crushing a garlic, garlic, garlic. What am I saying? A garlic, uh, chewing, chewing it a couple of times, then holding it under my tongue. So the allicin, the allicin gets activated when there's an enzyme reaction, um, when garlic is crushed. Allison, the active component that has antimicrobial properties, doesn't really happen in a whole garlic clove. When it's crushed, allicin is released through an enzymatic reaction. So I will like crush it and then put it under my tongue. And my boyfriend taught me this is his Filipino um, uncle would always make him do this. And it burns like H-E double hockey sticks. And uh, it takes takes a lot of strength to keep that under the tongue and it's burning and you're salivating and I'm just swallowing hot spit back <laughs> with the garlic and Allison. But I swear to God, it really helped the last time I had a cold. I think it really sped things up. So I did it a few times. You can also crush it in like a shot glass with a little bit of warm water and take it down and then try to hold that underneath your tongue just to minimize a little bit of the heat. But if you want to go for gusto, just go for it. Um, and at the very least, maybe like crush some garlic, chew it a few times and then take it back. Um, you're going to stink. That's the, that's, that's just how that's going to be. But garlic is, garlic is awesome. So garlic does have antimicrobial properties. I use it, um, in various herbal blends when I'm trying to address, uh, gut bacterial imbalances or excessive fungus or yeast or issues of that sort. Garlic is amazing. And because it works on the microbiome, a lot of times cold and flu seasons, like maybe they can, they can start off viral, but a lot of times I find it's the bacterial overlayer that tends to keep us in a weird holding pattern. That's when your mucus starts to get more yellow because things are stagnant. So bacteria flourish. So I like the garlic to help continue to facilitate the flushing of those things out. Um, 
And it's been used, again, culturally, traditionally, as a cold remedy. You can also make a, a cough syrup or a cold remedy with raw, unpasteurized honey and huge amounts of garlic. And you kind of let the honey and garlic ferment with each other. And then it produces this really incredible honey, garlic, cough syrup, and immune supportive cold and flu type of homemade remedy. It's pretty awesome. So I think garlic is also a little honorable mention when it comes to foodstuffs to have around the house. And the last thing, so we did vitamin D, we did zinc, I did echinacea as a supple, as supplementary things. And I always keep fresh ginger now. I always have garlic in the house already, but I make a point of keeping fresh ginger. And now that I can store it um, smartly in the freezer, game changer for cold and flu season when I need it in a pinch and when I have um, when I'm feeling a little bit under the weather or unwell. And the last thing I love is bone broth. This is the season where I'll go to the butchers and I will buy organic chicken bones, beef bones, pork bones, stock bones, whatever. And I will make homemade broth. So nutritive, so nutritious. And it's like, what do they, what do they call It's It's like homemade penicillin or isn't there like some Italian chicken noodle homemade soup that they call Italian penicillin. Um, but this is one of those things that it helps heal mucous membranes. So your lungs, it nourishes and it helps the healing capacity of your lungs and your gut tissue. Um, if you're making it with things like your garlic and your onions and your carrots and your celery and fresh herbs. There's so many nutrients in there. It's chock full of collagen. It's also not hard on your digestion. And it's full of electrolytes and minerals and vitamins. It can have some anti-inflammatory effects. It's this age-old wonderful elixir. And I try to always make some and then keep it in the freezer. So when I need it in a pinch, I can sip on that as well. And I guess part of why I like broth is as a little adjunct to this is fasting when you have a viral infection can help reduce the replication of a virus because viruses do love sugar and um, glucose as a fuel source. And as I learn more about fasting and mindfully fasting and using it correctly and consciously, doing a fast when you're sick can help with the severity and the duration of your illness because it may reduce the amount of fuel that you would otherwise be giving to the infection and the virus to then replicate. So if we starve those particular bugs, they are less likely to be as potent when it comes to their infection in our body. So doing something like a broth, I find is typically okay during a fast. And I would probably stick to like the ginger teas, water, broth, and then as a way to kind of sustain me while I'm just resting and you're not doing a lot. If I'm in my bed and I'm not doing a whole cup of a lot, we shouldn't be eating like super heavy 
digestive laborious meals. You should be resting and it takes a lot of energy to digest food. And if we, if our bodies are busy digesting food, then we have less energy and less attention for the healing of other parts of our system. Like when we are sick and we want to redirect our focus elsewhere. So I do suggest eating light um, during the time that you have an illness, if you can go into a bit of an intermittent fast, or if you can extend your fasting period, um, that would be ideal. Broth is a really great way to kind of facilitate that. Warm teas are a great way to do that. Like my ginger tea, lots of fluids and also fluids help flush all the garbage out of your system to pee it out, to increase your temperature, to replenish your electrolytes, especially if you're sweating and breaking a sweat. Like this is a really great way to be able to hydrate your system and keep things flushing. I think broths are a really great addition in, in soups and things like this for when you have a cold um, or any kind of flu symptoms. And I would say, an honorable mention would also be to take like an Epsom salts bath for me. That would be like my bonus number six. I find uh, the magnesium helps relax my body so I can have a better sleep. I tend to sweat a lot when I'm in an Epsom salts and it'll increase my temperature because I like to do a hot bath, uh, whether the the hot bath, the temperature of my hot bath is good or not, who knows, but it does make me sweat. And sweating is a really great way to help our body detoxify, increasing our internal temperature, helps with creating a less hospitable environment to these infections. Uh, the magnesium improves detoxification from the Epsom salts and the magnesium, well, the Epsom salts improves detoxification, but the magnesium also helps relax your body. And if you've been coughing a lot, if you've been stationary in your bed, there might be some stiffness and soreness just from the lack of movement. So I find Epsom salts, I would say would be like an honorable mention number six. So my top five things that I always try to keep in stock through this season are vitamin D, zinc, echinacea, when it comes to the three supplements that are always in my supplement cupboard. And I would say keeping some fresh ginger in the freezer. So in a pinch, you can make yourself a lovely tea and also making sure to have some fresh homemade chicken stock, sorry, vegetarians or vegans that might not be your jam, uh, but at least a vegetable-based broth. Um, if you want to put eggshells in there, that's also a great way to remineralize things. Uh, but something that's like light, nutritive and not hard on the system and hot and warm and liquid can really facilitate more than one facet of healing during this time. And then, like I said, an honorable mention would be taking an Epsom salts bath. Those are my go-tos. Now, beyond that, um, I customize it based on my symptoms um, and what I'm really experiencing, but those are just kind of always on a standby and always at the ready during the season. Now, again, nothing that we share in this podcast is meant to be medical advice. Um, please speak to a qualified health practitioner, do your own research, ensure that Whatever you decide to arm your defenses with during this season are things that resonate with your particular set of health challenges, your body, your particular set of needs. Um, so this is not meant to be treatment advice. This is not meant to cure anything. This is not meant to be medical advice. Um, I'm just sharing my typical go-tos, but please do your due diligence on your end 
investigate things, ask questions, think critically and work with a qualified health practitioner. Thanks so much, everybody. Um, I hope you guys get through the fall and the winter with minimal amounts of infections and with quick turnarounds and recoveries if you do happen to catch a cold or a flu. And we will talk to you again next week. Bye, everyone.